Luchadors and Luchadoras, and greetings and welcome to the third episode of Lucha Libre Figures and Facts, the podcast that examines the history of Lucha Libre toys and action figures, brought to you by Masked Republic, Boss Fight Studio, and the Lucha Central Network. I am Jeffrey Toon, and with me today is my co-partner, one of my good friends, lead designer over at Boss Fight Studio, Eric Arana. Unfortunately, this week, Matt Farmer was not able to join us. We miss him, but hopefully he'll be back for next show. Eric, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot. I'm, I'm excited that we're recording again. Uh, we, we had tried to get recording over the past like week or two. Yes. And it has not uh, gone well. So, But here we are. We're back on. And uh, hopefully there'll be a little bit shorter time between uh, the third show and the fourth show. That's one of the things about podcasts that a lot of people don't understand is trying to coordinate schedules. Yeah. And that's one of the tough things, especially when it's a three person, you know, it's three tough person to get... on different coasts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it's tough to get everybody lined up. Um, but, you know, we made it work. We're going to get the show out. I'm excited about the show. A lot to go into this, this week. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to have you announce who this figure is or who the wrestler is that we are talking about this week. Today, this week, we are discussing the historic, the legend, Vampiro. Vampiro has proved time and time again. He is truly one of the top performers. And his 2000 WCW figure, Unleashed series. That's the specific one we're, we're talking about today, although we'll touch on the other WCW figures as well such an iconic figure from that toy biz line you know when you think of toy biz a lot of people will think of chris jericho as a lion tamer or yeah. they'll think of bret hart in the <laughs> hitman suit those are what i think but <laughs> when you talk about some of the most iconic and great figures of that toy biz line you think of the evolution of sting yeah and another one that gets thrown in there is the wcw toy biz vampiro we're very um lucky today to also have Vampiro joining us for a short interview about the figure and about his career. So that's uh, something to look forward to in, during the, this episode today. Absolutely. Before we get into talking about Vampiro's WCW Toy Biz figure and a little bit more, why don't we throw it on over to our partners at Lucha Central. Take it away, Denise Salcedo. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central, where they look at all of the great shows available this week on the Lucha Central Podcast Network. Monday, it's a brand new Lucha Libre Figures and Facts, where Eric and Jeff not only talk about a classic WCW Vampiro action figure from Toy Biz, but they get joined by the superstar himself just days before the debut of his new show on the Al Rey Network, Vampiro Unleashed. Tuesday, Mass, Mats, and Mayhem has part two of their interview with Thunder Rosa, and she drops all the goods on being the first Mexican women's champ in NWA, her citizenship, backstage bullies in wrestling, getting out of her Lucha Underground contract, the Women of Wrestling TV series, and more. Also on Tuesday, WrestleBoss with Fabi Chulo live covering pro wrestling and MMA from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Pacific. 
This week, Fabi talks wrestling with Lucha Libre Vos promoter DJ Vos ahead of the company's huge upcoming iPay-Per-View event. And on the MMA side of things, World Sambo Championships competitor Giovanni Varela stops by the show to talk about representing Honduras in the tournament. Head to WrestleBossLive.com to listen live or downloaded Wednesday across podcast platforms. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the chisme from around the lucha world. Plus, this week, owner of one of the world's largest lucha libre masks and memorabilia collections, like literally, museums call this guy when they want to do a lucha libre exhibit. Christian Simet joins the show along with general manager of the Perros del Mar brand, Pan de Mal, as they talk licensing and merchandising in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco. And this week, Vinny Massaro pulls up to the shop for part two of his interview, where the trio will talk about his recent international travels to Mexico and Japan, as well as getting the call to train Kane Velasquez for his pro wrestling debut in AAA. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Centro weekly podcast, one in English and el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Find out what's happening in empty arenas across Mexico, including the new Lucha Time Promotions Weekly TV series and how to watch it, as well as Lucha action in WWE, NXT, and AEW. Be sure to subscribe and follow all of your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms. And please be sure to give a rating and review to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. If we're ready, let's ring the bell. <laughs> Normally, this is the segment that is Matt's. But as we said, Matt couldn't join us today, so I threw this together to talk a little bit about Vamp's, Vamp's history. So everybody knows, like, Vampiro, he started as a Canadian wrestler. He was trained by Abdullah the Butcher, which, you know, that shouldn't be a surprise at all, <laughs> thinking about um, Vampiro's trajectory. By 1991, Vamp had been wrestling in in Canada and was just kind of like, you know, mid-tier, just kind of there. And he, he went to Mexico. And he, he risked his whole career to go to Mexico. He didn't speak Spanish. He had no money. He had no plan or, or didn't know anybody there. There, Like, he went to, to Mexico and just kind of risked it to learn Lucha Libre and, and kind of expand his career. And, you know, he spent 30 years there, it, it, you know, after leaving. Like, that's amazing. That's, that's um it's it's like a more extreme version of I always make the joke that I was uh, trying to break into comics when I tripped and stumbled into uh, toy design, and it was a good <laughs> trip, so I stayed there. But like Vampiro, kind of like he he went and risked his his career and just was like, no, I'm I'm gonna fly to Mexico and and see what happens there, and that's what he did, and and it was just it, it took off. He does speak Spanish now, <laughs> but at the time yes. he didn't, from from what I understand. You know, he, he ended up at, at CMLL, uh, Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre, as uh, Vampiro 
Canadiense, which basically is the Canadian vampire. I may have butchered that pronunciation. I am Hispanic, <laughs> but I don't speak Spanish very well. And, um, that's okay. I'm Portuguese, but I don't speak Portuguese. So yeah, that's see, all good. It's, yeah, and, um, he was the Canadian vampire for a while, and he, he was an instant hit. He, you know, he was a good-looking guy. He had this aggressive style. He had these long braids and these colors these tattoos he was he was ripped like i mean the, uh, he was just this instant hit there off and on he would travel to japan a number of times through the 90s and he would eventually join AAA in 1996 he also did some other stints in some other smaller companies as well in mexico and then in 1998 he would come to america and join wcw yep. this is where most american viewers know him from is, mm -hmm. is his WCW stint. And the figure we'll be talking about today is from the WCW years. Uh, while at WCW, he formed different stables with both the Insane Clown Posse, the Misfits. He would form a stable for a brief time with Sting and the Demon, the Brothers in Paint, mm -hmm. and which would eventually lead to a, a very a very long and, and quite amazing feud with Sting that, that went on for a long time that ended with literally Sting on fire and being thrown off the, yep. the, 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 the Titantron. It wasn't called the Titantron at WCW. I don't remember what it was called, but right, right. it was like this, like they, they were on top and it was this crazy, crazy feud. And um, it also at WCW is where he, probably developed his most iconic look which is the ghoul makeup with like the you know the kind of all whitish gray with the black eyes and the the forehead lines and the cheekbones and all that stuff like the that was kind of that became his kind of most iconic look i i think what i find interesting is while he was at wcw he also became the jcw the juggalo championship wrestling heavyweight champion of the world Yep, And at one point on WCW on Nitro, he legitimately came out wearing the JCW title over his shoulder and yep. carrying it around. And <laughs> he said, you know, he was arguing with somebody on the mic. I don't remember who he, what the, the, who it was with, but he, he says into the microphone, he's like, this is the only title that matters in, yep. you know, in wrestling and stuff, like, which I <laughs> thought was amazing. And, um, because it was, it was just so, especially at that time, to bring one title into another company was, like, not something that... It, it was unheard of. It was unheard of, yeah. I mean, there was, like, Ric Flair had done it at mm -hmm. WWE where he when he came out wearing the, the big gold. But other than that, like, it really didn't happen a lot. Like, it, it, was, a, it was unheard of and it was crazy. And Correct. It, the, the JCW is, like, a, the, the Juggalo trans championship wrestling which is of course icp created and stuff was actually far bigger than i ever thought or realized until more recently where i was like holy crap this was actually a really big deal yep. in the midwest like it was kind of crazy it's funny you mentioned that because at the time i was uh, my girlfriend at the time i should say her brother was a huge icp fan and he was just starting to get into wrestling so he latched on to Juggalo Championship Wrestling right away. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. Insane Clown Posse has their own federation? What is this? <laughs> you know? So it was actually him that introduced it to me because he was ordering tapes. Or VHS nice. tapes, I should say. Yeah. And that's how I was introduced to it. And I, I was like, oh, Vampiro was on it. Oh, yeah. 
you know, Rock and Roll Express, my my era. I love it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was it was a surprisingly big deal. Um, something that I didn't really realize at the time because it wasn't televised and you mm-hmm. know the internet wasn't a huge thing yet. It was still growing. So we now, you know, if if that happened now, like we would be able to see it all on YouTube and all that stuff. Um right. Going back to Vampiro for a minute, like after WCW, he would return to CMLL and, and AAA as, you know, all wrestlers return to where they come from eventually. It, it's just kind of part of the, the career, the ebbit, the like, you know, the arc that, that wrestlers take. But he had a, an amazing stint, uh, you know, uh, here in the U.S., he had an amazing stint in TNA with some fantastic feuds, especially with Raven, who's another one of the greats. Yep he would star and be go on to be a star and a producer on wrestling society X, which, you know, Kevin Kleinwalker of course knows uh, quite a bit about because he was involved in all that. He also is one of my favorite part, you know, half of one of my favorite announced teams with Him Matt, Matt Stryker. Stryker. Yeah. yeah. At Ninja underground. I so good. Yeah. They were so good. And you know, like vamp was like this kind of mix of both color commentator and historian. Like, because he, he yeah. would like, he would break out these facts that, you know, people didn't know and people didn't realize and stuff like that. But at the same time, he was also like, he was the one who was like, I- I'm I'm not paying attention to you anymore, Matt. I'm watching the match. Like he was, you know, or arguing and, with Pentagon or. And it was such a great pairing. Like oh, it, at first you're kind of like, mm, Matt Stryker and Vampiro? Yeah. You know, you kind of turned your head. And then after episode one, I didn't even question it. I was like, that's no. great. They're fantastic. Yeah, it, it was so good. And um, they they uh, about a year ago, I believe they they did the English commentary on an episode of a uh, I think it was Triple Mania, and and it was fantastic and amazing to listen to see them together again and doing that. Like it was it was really exciting, and, and I, I just I love those two as a as an announced team. He is semi-retired now, but he is still very active in the industry in both, you know, the convention circuit and doing TV. He's doing he's doing the new TV show at the El Rey Network. Also, if you haven't seen the documentary Nail in the Coffin, uh, The Rise and Fall of Vampiro, then you, you need to watch it. As soon as you're done listening to us, don't turn us off to watch it. But when you're done with us, you need to watch that documentary because it's, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Going back to, because you, you mentioned that the very first time you ever heard of Vampiro, it was when he was going to WCW. Yes. What was your initial thought? Did you just think, okay, I'm, I'm interested in who this is? Like, was there any background or did you just hear Vampiro's coming to WCW and that was it until you saw him and then you were hooked? The, the night we were watching... Um, I was watching it with my best friend, Antonio Velez, and we were watching, and when they announced Vampiro was coming, he was like, you're going to love this guy. He's amazing. Like, he knew who he was already. And he came out, and and it was the first time I was introduced to him, and, uh, you know, I I love, I always make the joke, uh, one night I was at Nitro, and I was holding up a sign. Sting was one of my favorites at the time. And I, I drew this elaborate image of Sting on a, on a poster board. And it said, real men wear makeup. And it actually got on camera. Like they, at one point, when the Sting came out, they actually like focused on my sign and then panned over to Sting that night. And it's amazing. I wish I had the videotape still, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the real men wear makeup thing was kind of a joke for me because I, I loved, you know, Kiss. I loved Alice Cooper. I loved... 
you know, the Misfits I loved. Like, so, so for me, like, I was just, you know, Vampiro just fit a mold that I just loved. Mm-hmm. And um, that was something that I, I was, I was very excited about. I, I was very happy with it. And he, and he just, he floored me. And, you know, by the end of the year or whatever, he, he was one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Like, and, and he still is to this day. It's funny you mentioned that because it was my friend as well who said, you're going to love Vampiro. And I was like, who's Vampiro? He's like, yeah. he's coming to WCW. Like the rumors are circulating because he would read the dirt sheets on the internet, you know, 1998 yeah. dirt sheet. He'd get into his <laughs> AOL <laughs> email box. He, but he was like, you're going to love Vampiro. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, all right, cool. And Vampiro came in and he wasn't wrong. Yeah. You know, Sean was right. He he blew me away. Just his look, his presence, his his matches. It, it just it fit. Yeah. And it it just resonated. He had that Misfits look. Yeah. I'm a Misfits fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So this is like gold right here. You know. So just like the Kiss Demon. I, I loved him too. Dale Torberg was amazing. Yeah. I, I realized he was Brian Adams first, but I don't think he ever wrestled as Brian Adams. I think it was only yeah. It was it was only yeah. He only wrestled as a. Uh, as a yeah dale torberg and um yeah i was a big fan of the demon too so <laughs> yeah exactly because i'm a kiss fan yeah my very first concert was kiss you know so like i love kiss so the kiss demon again music it resonates with me so what tour, they were what just tour, hitting what tour was your first kiss concert that was the revenge tour nice i saw that one um my my first tour i believe was crazy nights that i saw Oh, I love this. I've probably seen them like 10 times. I've seen, I've seen Alice Cooper more. <laughs> I've only seen Machine Head more than I've seen Kiss, but that's a whole different, that's for our other podcast, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, it was my friend that uh, told me about Vampiro, just like your friend told you about Vampiro. Yeah. And it, it, when he came in, it was awesome. I flipping back and forth, the channel wars, you know, between yeah. USA and TNT. Yeah, watching Raw, watching Nitro. You know, Nitro would too. come on after Raw because we had a West Coast replay at 8 oh, o'clock. Oh, okay. So it was awesome. Yeah. Loved it. And when he came in, I thought it was fantastic as well. Yeah. So he, he blew me away. And, um, you know, fast forward, you know, 30 years. And I, you know, I met him last year at Expo Lucha and super nice guy, great, great guy, great to talk to and stuff. And, uh, you know, us discussing the toys and the figures and um, he thought our, our Vitruvian hacks figures were really cool and they, they kind of fit right in with his like dark persona and stuff, which, which isn't an act. Like it, it's kind of who he is. Like he's this, you know, like punk rock dark witch guy. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And I think that's why, you know, like he, he clicked so hard with me as it wasn't because, you know, for me, like the, the other guys, and this is a hot take, but like, I was never a huge Undertaker fan. Not, not that I don't, you know, respect the guy I do, but like, it, it never really, I always thought it was like trying too hard to be mm-hmm. that. And, and in fact, my, my favorite era of Undertaker was actually the American Badass era because I felt that's who he really was like that that felt more authentic to me but with like Vampiro that's who he really was like he wasn't it wasn't an act like when he came out with ICP or he came out with the Misfits or he came out by himself like that's who he was he was always that guy right and and I thought that was really freaking cool you know talking to you is like talking to my brother my brother's the biggest Kiss fan 
<laughs> when's he uh, coming on the show well like when's he like he's <laughs> i don't know i'm getting you and chris on because scott is all in on gi joe's right now oh, but he, chris and i will talk some gi joe i gotta set this up <laughs> chris chris and i need to sit down and figure out zoom but <laughs> before we go into vampiro figures eric we need to go into luchamasks.com yes uh we have to take a short break for luchamask.com. I have a few of these masks myself. I, I literally actually, here's one of them is sitting right here, the uh, Los Rudos mask. And, and you know, I, I am actually immunocompromised. So I do, I, I actually don't leave the house without a mask right now. And I, I leave the house as little as possible, even to, but so yeah, uh, luchamask.com, go. Lucha-masks.com, in partnership with Mass Republic, give you personal protective masks to keep you Lucha strong in the fight versus COVID-19. With world-class luchadors Blue Demon Jr., the Lucha Brothers, L.A. Park, Ultimo Dragon, Kane Velasquez, Conan, and so much more. Head to Lucha-masks.com and you too can become a masked warrior. Lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. They are fantastic and yeah. so comfortable. I got yeah. four of them. Yeah. I've got four of them. I got two Ultimo Dragons, one in the nice. green, one in the blue. I also have the Penta, the uh, one that they had to re-release. because Yes, they the Penta one's the gorgeous. Yeah, right away it was gone. But my very first one and the one I wear all the time is my great Sasuke one. I, nice. that was that the one's... very first one i saw they had the great sasuke i was like all right here you go here's my money <laughs> <laughs> so luchamask.com check them out as we mentioned we sat down with vampiro to discuss his wcw figure and a lot more so eric i think it's time to roll that interview <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it is an honor to have a very special guest with us this evening to talk about figures and toys in general, the legendary luchador, Vampiro. Vampiro, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing very, very well. <laughs> thank you very much for inviting me on your show. It's very kind of you. Well, thank you for being here with us. Uh, to say I, had no, I had no choice of Kevin blowing up my phone at three in the morning. <laughs> That's why we love Kevin. <laughs> yeah. to, to say this is, is special to us is kind of an understatement um I've, I've said it before i think on a couple of other podcasts and stuff but uh last year i met you at uh expo lucha and was I, I, no you were awesome and i i don't i don't mark out for people a whole lot like um but it was really hard for me to it, i was actually afraid to come up and talk to you and it was our marketer at the time grabbed you and kind of uh pulled you over and then grabbed me and pulled me over to you and kind of forced us to talk. And then you and I had a, we talked for a while off and on throughout the whole weekend. And it, it was fantastic. But I, like I said, I don't usually mark out for people in general, but you have been one of the guys I've followed since I was in my, you know, twenties um, way, Why? way back in the day. I, you, you, uh, you clicked with me at, when, when I first saw you at the first time I saw you was at WCW, um, which is where I was introduced to a lot of Lu the Luchador, uh, Lucha Libre style. And you, you really clicked with me in a way that a, a lot of the other like dark, you know, finger quotes, dark like wrestlers, like, uh, you know, the, the Undertakers and the Broad and all that, they didn't click with me that way. But 
but you that's what that's that's what happens when you're not a gimmick yeah exactly like it seemed genuine with you and and over the years i found out it was i was a metalhead and uh, you know my favorite singer and performer is alice cooper and i love the misfits and i love like all of that type of stuff and so when you came on it seemed so authentic and it seemed so real that it just it just clicked with me and you became one of my easily one of my favorite wrestlers of all time instantly so it was very hard for me to uh carry on a conversation with you at all at Expo Lucha last year so it, it's it's been it's a huge honor for me that we're we're working with you at Boss Fight Studio and that you're here on the show with us today so thank well, you I'm at it I'm, see ya <laughs> 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 um I'm that, that I'm I'm trying to solve the problem, and I just think I just did. Forgive me for that. <laughs> that uh, I, I appreciate you saying what you said. I don't really do a lot of these things, and I, I'm, I'm kind of antisocial and all that stuff. And when I do, I'm interested in what you have to say. I pay attention to it. So I, I appreciate you Thank sharing you. that with me. Thank you. Thank you. Are you also a metalhead? I don't know. What's a metalhead? Uh, like heavy metal music, Misfits, Metallica, Megadeth. Yeah, I mean, I'm a... I really love rockabilly music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and, and um, punk rock, you know. Uh, I, I've been into punk rock since the first wave of it, you know, since the late 70s. Um, I got in right at the tail end of it. So, so transitioning, you know, alternative music, um, bands like Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, and any hardcore punk band. Uh, so that's pretty loud music you know what i mean motorhead all that kind of stuff so yeah there's a there's a older guys like me when i when we hear all these new names for what we call rock and roll it's just kind of like <laughs> it's like if you're if you're asking me that i like loud aggressive music yeah yeah for sure no doubt yeah i, I hear you man i hear you i was a pantera and slayer fan so i totally get it man <laughs> so you get it yeah <laughs> yeah Vampiro, would you like to go into your new show on the L Ray Network? Yeah, I'm here. Whatever you guys want to talk about. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm blessed as a mother. You know what I'm saying? When I got <laughs> diagnosed, when I when I when I got diagnosed with the Alzheimer's thing and and the, the beginnings of uh, beginnings of Alzheimer's and the Parkinson's and uh, the PTSD. I mean, I've been sick like this for about 17 years, but I was misdiagnosed, and they just kept giving me pain pills and. Uh, anxiety medicines and other drugs to kind of you know subdue me mm -hmm. or sedate me and and uh, when I finally got diagnosed I, I was near the end I was 360 pounds um, I was dying I, I if I would have kept going I would have been dead three years ago there's no doubt about it uh, when I got diagnosed I, I went vegan started using medicinal marijuana stopped all the pain meds moved to Las Vegas and uh, started with treatments because that's where a lot of fighters go. You know, they have head trauma, boxers and stuff like that. Right. And it, and it worked for me. And then I really got into a whole new lifestyle with spirituality and meditations. I became a professional practitioner of ritual magic. And um, because of that enormous change and the, the facing my, my dilemma head on and beating it, um, I was blessed with the TV show. And and now I, I have a talk show and, it, and we just did six months worth of TV. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Didn't expect it. Didn't expect it. So would you, so would you like to go into just, you go in depth regarding the head trauma and you go in depth regarding everything you've been through. What's that like? I mean, just having to relive all that. 
I think it's awesome. I think it's incredible. I mean, one, because everybody's so misinformed. It's just like we were talking about this virus. And, and when I remember when I went to Egypt one time and, you know, you have this impression of, of, uh, of their religion, you know, Muslims mm-hmm. and things like that. And you're kind of like, what am I getting into? Mm-hmm. It ain't like, they're the most friendliest people that you can even think of. And they, they, they don't even know that the United States or Canada exists. They don't care. So when I saw that, I, I, that's kind of like when I get scared or freaked out, I just remember that moment because having head trauma doesn't mean So what? And Alzheimer's, big deal. Parkinson's, well, yeah, I've been in the ring for 40 years. What do you expect? But it doesn't phase me. It doesn't bother me because uh, my lifestyle and, you know, with the guardian angels and things like that and being around people who have, you know, in the streets, people who have mental health problems and, and drug addictions and things like that. Um, none of this phases me, phases me because I grew up, my mom is a mental health nurse for going on 55 years. So it doesn't scare me. And I love it because everybody thinks I'm different, but I'm not. But I'm a role model for so many people who have the same afflictions and they're so scared to, to pursue their dreams. And I'm like, everybody else telling you you can. Of course you can. That's what's going to make it even sweeter with your victory because you're, you're, what everybody's telling you that's wrong with you would you rather be like them? You know what I mean? Stuck in their shoes and their boring life? No. So everybody's like, why, why are you so open with this? Well, why wouldn't I be? I, I get to read the same book twice, three times, five times. It's new every time. <laughs> I play the same video game for a whole year and I don't even know what the hell is going on. It's, it's <laughs> totally awesome. Mm-hmm. And I've met so many great people. And yeah, all right, Alzheimer's. It's not that bad, man. I mean, it really f***ed me up. I was sick before right. I knew what was wrong. But as soon as I started eating correctly, the, the great supplementation and stuff like that, my brain is fine. I've got four projects going. I'm in two movies right now. I'm shooting another movie in Spain. I got the TV show going on. Um, I got a bunch of products coming out. I got a web store opening up. I'm writing a book. And uh, I play in a band. I mean, what's wrong with having Alzheimer's and Parkinson's? Look what I'm doing. I'm doing everything. <laughs> You're, Except, you're living a you're you know, living a great life right now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's inspirational. Uh, yeah, the, what you're doing, it's fantastic. Well, thank you. Well, I'm inspired by the people who who also have different afflictions or whatever it is they're they're going through, and they take the time to reach out and tell me, "Don't stop doing what you're doing because you're helping us." That helps me. So it's an amazing feeling to touch so many people. And to be touched by everybody. You know what I mean? I'm in such a different place right now. I'm so happy, man. I really am. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. Yeah. And we're, and we're over here. We're happy for you too, man. We really are. Going back to your WCW days, do you remember your very first action figure? Do you remember holding one of the WCW Toy Biz figures? I remember doing the mold. I remember saying to my mom that it's better done than any of the other dolls. It's more detailed. The tattoos are exact. The pants, the writing on the pants, that's a yep. Japanese prayer. The, the jacket, that's those pants. One of the guys in Michinoku Pro Wrestling gave me his pants and I copied that prayer. That's an old, oh, that prayer is so old, they can't even translate it anymore. Amazing. And um, wow. the jacket is a copy of Jerry Only's jacket that he gave me when I was in the Misfits. So that, that, it's got some pretty authentic things on there, right? The tattoos are to a T. They're, mm-hmm. they're exactly my tattoos. Gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, they did a great job. And that mold of the face, that they, they actually did the whole thing of my head. So that's 
It's it's amazing. I don't own one, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> they didn't hand them out to you at WCW? I gave them all away. I went ah, to Germany gotcha. one time. When WCW closed, I bought the whole stock. I think I bought like 3,000 or something. And I went oh. to Germany and I gave them away. I, gave them the, I was going to sell them and I saw so many kids that were just so excited to see me. I was like, fuck, I can't take your money, man. And I just gave them away. Amazing. Oh. Did you ever talk to a lot of wrestlers about their figures or anything like that? Or did the conversation of toys ever really come up in the locker room at that time? I mean, there was just so much arrogance there. That whole WCW experience for me wasn't, wasn't that great. It gave mm-hmm. me a lot of so- anxiety. Mm-hmm. It was a dream to go home and sit with some of my friends and say, look, do you remember when we were dreaming about this? So what, look at this. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. But the other guys, like, I, I had been in Mexico so I, and Japan, right? So I came to the United States and I was so blown away by the etiquette in the dressing room and the wrestler's mentality. I was like, you guys really suck as people. So there was, I, 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 I didn't even want to attempt to talk to them. So no, I, I, didn't, I didn't really get into it with anybody, man. I just didn't want to be around that. They just suck. And you, you, had, had, you had had a figure yeah, I, before I said, this. I, I, I said that all those mother and WCW suck. You all suck. And you know where to find me. Just call me up. Not a big deal. Y'all. But yet yeah, you had had a figure before it, this WCW figure from the yeah. CMLL years, the, the uh, Kellyanne figure as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, I mean, you I, were, you were ahead of them already anyway. I, I guess. I mean, I don't <laughs> know, you know. Um, when that, the Mexico one came out, I didn't understand it. And you can see the some covers have the full face paint some don't because yeah. i was literally in the bathroom and they were like we got to take a and i was like what do you want the click and so that's <laughs> how that happened and they said well we got a doll coming out and i was like of who and they were like of you and i was like okay and uh like a week later there it was <laughs> and it was pretty cool to, to actually have that there's not a lot of them out there i don't have no. that one either i've been the trying WCW to get doll. <laughs> yeah I, I i mean you know i, I don't know I, I don't even know where to look for those things, but the WCW one is, is, and, and because I would do a spin kick off the top rope, that's why they made the doll do the kick. They wait, gave wait, it wait. the action. It also explains why. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how cool is that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then, it, and then because of the hardcore image, I didn't really do a lot of hardcore matches, but they heard the word hardcore punk rock. So they thought hardcore. They just didn't understand a thing. So they put a ladder in there in a garbage yeah. can. And then I think there's one version that has a tattoo and a t-shirt. The yeah. t-shirt is the t-shirt is an actual tattoo. It's that tattoo there. Mm-hmm. And they actually did it well. And the tattoo is is this tattoo here. So yeah. that was mind blowing to me. That that was pretty that was pretty dope. Yeah, that did t-shirt have- one is gorgeous. Great, great figure. Did you ever have any say that went into the figure at all, or was it just all the uh, the makers at Toy Biz? Uh, I had zero say. Nothing. Zero say. Yeah, they didn't really want. You know, I was the, one of the only new guys that that got that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and I, they did. They they just they didn't care. They didn't care. Okay. <laughs> That sounds like oh, toy, that sounds like WCW back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it kind of. Uh, that's the same story we heard from Conan as well. That he he had no say and kind of didn't really know what was 
happening at all with his figure at toy biz as well now also going into merch did you ever have any say in merch as well or is it just was it all wcw i think there was only the mask the doll and the t-shirt but then no that's not true they came out with wristbands because i wore wristbands they put my that i did they said i had say in the wristbands um the t-shirt on the back that's my tattoo as well so i don't remember if we discussed that but um, no, no, they didn't really talk to us at all. Just, just one day, hey, you're getting a push. Hey, you're on TV. Hey, you got a, you, we got some merch for you. And that's I was like, so okay. weird. <laughs> that, that's, that's, I'm telling you, that's how it was. Then, well, yeah, just, there was no. That just no. follows everything that everybody has always said about WCW yeah. is there was no structure. There was just, it was just. There was structure. There. That's not true. That's not true. There was structure. Oh, there, oh okay. I'm good friends with Kevin Nash now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. But back then, you had about eight or nine guys that were the Millionaires Club. And uh, because those guys had so much money, they were treated differently. And they formed a little group. And if X superstar, you told him you have three minutes to your promo, and he says, No, I need 12. He took the 12 minutes. It's live television. They had to restru- They had to rewrite the show mm-hmm. in guerrilla position because, and I re- I'll never, and how do I know this? Because I was supposed to go in the ring. I had a 20, I had an 18 minute, no, like a, like a, a 12 minute match. And as my music was playing and I was going out the door, they said, take it home. And I said, what do you mean? He said, get in the ring, take it home. And uh, it was in, Philadelphia. It was against Disco. The match was like a minute and 30. He pinned me. I, I walked out of the arena and got into a cab. I didn't even go back to the dressing room. I just got my stuff and left. Oh. Yeah. It was like that, not just for me, for everybody. And I, I just yeah. don't want to be around that. Man. No. But it was like that a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Was there ever but I was re- lucky, man. I was very lucky. I got to work with Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. I became friends with all those guys after, you know, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, all, all them guys, Fit Finley. You know, I was very blessed. I got, I, I did a lot in a short period of time, you know. I'm pretty intrigued by your show um, about the head trauma and all that stuff. Has any wrestler ever come to you about the head trauma or anything like that? Or like they've, they heard They're your story? To. They're starting to, but my, the TV show is an act, like a talk show. Mm-hmm. So I have people that have nothing to do with wrestling, politicians, actors, uh, everybody in the Latino community, musicians, political an- analysts, people who ran Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton's campaign, Obama's campaign. I'm like, I'm interviewing these people. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and, and we just started talking about, you know, the social problems uh, mm-hmm. and stigmatisms in the Latino community and then the mental health that comes with being an illegal immigrant. And, things. and that's how we got into it. So we, we, we attacked it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And they were very surprised at how much I know about it. And um, I just want to get away from wrestling mm-hmm. because I don't want to be just the wrestling guy who is talking about mental health. The problem is huge. It's worldwide. Yeah. And it's in every, every corner, right? So I, I really, really want to make sure that everybody knows Vampiro, who used to be the wrestler guy, is now this talk show host talking to you this I mean, when Danny Trejo was on the show, we did a cooking show. Amazing. Everybody, everybody talks to him about prison and bull****. And it was like, yo, mother****, I got your cookbook. How the <laughs> f- do you make that? And we just, and it was just like that. We were just, it was, it was a whole <laughs> oh, different fantastic. thing. fantastic. Yeah. So, so once I, you know, the TV show goes 
along with this other project I have, which is why we're doing the doll, is because I'm getting back into wrestling 100%, but only as an independent wrestler. I could give a about the big companies. It yeah. doesn't mean a thing to me. I want to get out on the road. I want to meet people. Um, I just bought a brand new RV. So I'm going to be on the road for the next four years doing every Comic-Con, Horror-Con, punk show, wrestling show, everything I can get to. Because um, I just want to be involved and enjoy something I didn't get to enjoy because Vampiro became famous from day one. I didn't get that chance to hang out and interact with people and hear their stories and ask them, ask them questions and say, thank you for coming on out, you know? So it's a whole different animal. So your doll, because Kevin wanted, he said, you know, the retro whole, and I was like, all that brother. I ain't even, it's not what I'm about. So it took him forever to convince me. And then I, I thought about the WCW doll, how everybody's always asking for it. And he said, would you like to make a new one? And I thought, you know, I've got all this stuff happening. I said, yeah, it would be so awesome because all the other guys who are claiming to be, be so famous right now, I don't see their dolls anywhere. <laughs> well, we, we, we uh, you know, our, our goal is to do right by you and your history. And that includes now and the past and everything and you know when it when it's time you know we're we're perfectly willing to jump into the you know who vampiro is right now as well so you know i'm just i'm just i'm just a guy man i'm just a guy (laughs) who had a lucky i had a lucky break and all my eccentricities transpassed into my character i mean uh, i i'm a professional practicing ritual magician how many people do you know anybody yeah, else who does that for a living you know what i mean no. it's like what do you do well, i do rituals ritual <laughs> magic i talk to angels <laughs> you know what i'm saying this guy is awesome i love my life man i couldn't be happier when this dog gets out you best believe i am going to have it everywhere i will push it awesome till it pushes back so your last yeah. figure came out in two around 2000 have any other companies come to you looking to make action figures of you yeah a few times and then it just i just don't care you know if mm-hmm. i don't have anything to say it's best not to say it you know what i mean it's best not to, to speak just to be heard if there's something going on in my life that merits something mm-hmm. like a t-shirt or anything right um then yeah let's do it and i knew this push was coming and i know i'm re-motivated i'm reborn all that kind of stuff whatever however you want to call it and uh, it would be just so dope to have a new doll, right? And because it's it's another thing when you, I can talk to a kid, say, "Look, at 53 years old, I'm broken. I can't even walk, but I got a new doll. So don't tell me that your life's over. Don't tell me that you can't make it. Don't tell me that you're stuck in a rut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't. It's the positivity in you. Yeah. 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 I, I, I gotta say, I, I watch, uh, you know, you, you put up videos nearly every day on, on Facebook, both live and, and recorded. And, and I watch them almost every day and I freaking love them. Thank and, you. And they are, they are just amazing. And, and for everybody listening, if you're not following Vampiro on Facebook, you absolutely should because he has, he's so positive and his, his message is so amazing and it, it makes you feel good to listen to. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Really. Thank you. Thank you. Vampiro from us over here. We thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate your, your time. We appreciate you. Just- well, you're not done yet. My 
tell me about this goddamn doll you're making. I'd like oh, to know about well, it. You know what? We don't, don't we, uh, go all WCW let's... on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the, you I know think... the Eric. I will turn that over to you. <laughs> so, so this is the first announcement that we're we're uh, boss fight is actually putting out is here on the show and. Was I not supposed to say? Oh that? no 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 no! We had a plan. We were planning to to reveal this today anyway. So um, we <laughs> spoiler we, uh, alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we um even though I, I am one of the partners of Boss Fight, you know, I'm one of the owners of the company. I'm one of the, also one of the head designers and art directors. The show is not actually connected to Boss Fight. The show is connected to Lucha Central. So but, so there there is, but there of course there are some crossovers. So yeah, we you know Bo- Boss Fight and Master Public were of course were very dedicated to this Legends of Lucha Libre line, and Vampiro, you were on our uh our, on our hit list from day one. We we really wanted you, and as I said earlier, I, I'm a huge fan, and my goal is to promote you, promote the company, promote all of us together, and make all of us some money, but also do something really cool to put in the hands of everybody. Like that's what it's all about. So our our first Vampiro figure that we're officially announcing is from Wave Two of our Fanatico series, which. Our Fanatico series has uh, a little less articulation than our premium figures, which our premium figures are, ve- are very expensive. Our Fanatico's figures will be less so. But the detail and the scale is all the same. So you'll be able to, you know, this Vampiro will fit fine with your the, the Pentagon Jr. and the, the Ray Phoenix that we have coming out that we're kicking off the line with. This era look that we're going at predates WCW, this first figure. It's the uh, CMLL years uh, era look with the uh the long red braids and the uh the black and red tights the tattoos um the the less makeup i think at the time you only had like the the strips the like dripping from the eyes type of look alice cooper yeah they they, they, hey yay (laughs) i love that man um, so yeah it's we're very proud and we're very excited to bring uh, Vampiro back to the toy shelves for the first time since 2000. Is that when the WCW figure came out? Uh, yeah. we, we, we do have other, we, we have a premium Vampiro planned as well. Oh, cool. So so we, we will be doing, uh, in, in addition to this, the Fanatico series, the more basic figure, we'll have a, a fully articulated accessories extra heads extra hands vampiro coming as well well you better email me you got my oh email? yeah you, you'll see everything i don't have your email no first, no no but it's well here it's not too tough and i don't care <laughs> vampiro at vampiro tv.com nice okay i will i will yeah loop into email every... me because no 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 email me now because okay. i gotta send you my what my new gimmick looks like oh it's, absolutely it's, no one's seen it except nice. me and the guy who's making it so if you're getting, you're even thinking about, yeah, it's it's uh, pretty mind blowing, dude. Yeah, it's pretty mind blowing. We have uh, Ke- Kevin and I have talked about a couple of different plans, and of course, nothing will move forward without your approval and and everything like that. But we we have the line, we have like the whole line, like kind of mapped out, loosely mapped out. Of course, things will change for the next like two or three years for all of Legends of Lucha Libre, and um, I think you're, you you make an appearance repeatedly in different segments of the line. Oh, as cool. different Thank things. You. So, so as, as and you know, as we get to those figures, you'll see concept first, which is just usually photographs, and then you'll see artwork, which is usually done by me, um, pencil art, and then you'll see sculpt. And at, at every stage, you'll have approval, so you'll be okay. able to say, you know, 
tweak my eyes, change this. Uh, maybe we should do a different makeup look, or maybe we should do a different hairstyle or something. Like at all, all those stages, you have, you, you know, you, you have approval for it. We, we want this to be what you want out there as well. You know, the, like we said earlier, it's the first figure since 2000, first Vampiro figure since 2000. And um, I guess Ke Kevin was telling us earlier that uh, Wrestling Society X wasn't around long enough to make toys of, but Lucha Underground was, and right before Lucha Underground kind of vanished, they had signed a deal with Masked Republic to make product. So there was almost going to be product from Lucha Underground. And I would imagine that uh, you, you would have been included in that line. I, I have to say, I, you know, I love a lot of your matches and stuff. Some, some of your uh, amazing feuds with like Raven and, you know, Conan and, and all these other people. But one of, the, one of my favorite matches of yours ever is one of my favorite matches ever was you versus Pentagon Jr. In, in, at Lucha Underground because it was so emotional and it like, it shocked everybody. Nobody saw that coming, and it was so brilliant. And and I yeah. just gotta say thank you for that match because it was so great. Oh, thank you. We I always say to myself, what are we gonna do next in wrestling? Everything's already yeah. been done. You know what I mean? How are we gonna keep them? You know? You know what I mean? That one we didn't even tell Pentagon until the day. Amazing. Oh. Yeah, we Whoa. kept. There's probably about four people who knew. Fantastic. And uh, nobody knew. No, the finish, nobody knew. Pentagon knew as he was going to the ring, I think they told him. Fantastic. I, wow. Yeah, no, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody that, knew. And it was, supposed, it was supposed to be a nine-minute match, but I made it 32 minutes. That, that didn't go on TV. <laughs> and, and I knew that it was wrong, but the reason I did that is because you had to be there. What you saw on TV, that wasn't the match. You had to be there. The match sucked. The people, the... the yeah. The, the building was like this. When I was coming down the <laughs> stairs, it was like this. And I was walking and the stairs were going up and down. It was, and I thought to myself, I'll never have this moment again where I'm so enclosed and the people are so close and it's, this is it. Let's make the building fall down. So I made the match long. You should have seen the store. They were like long. And uh, we had people crying, crying crying so it was it was it was it was awesome it was probably my if i had to say what was the my legacy match that would be it live not to show it on tv <laughs> that match was a uh, it was a war yeah it, it, was war. It, it was like a psychological thriller like to yeah. watch like it really messed with everyone's head like just i remember watching it and when you first came out on, on tv you came out and you had like the kind of like dark pope thing going on and stuff and i was just like i had chills like i was like oh my god this is so cool and then the, the match just was amazing and you know there was fire and so much blood <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i mean i've bled more but that was yeah. pretty bad but i'm a I'm a, I'm a big fan do you remember bob probert hockey player passed away oh yeah, yeah detroit yeah. red wing yeah yeah like he was the greatest fighter ever Mm -hmm. And I, lo I loved him. So I went into that match and I told Pentagon, hey, man, I'm broken. I said, I'm going to do certain things and you just kind of just, just pay attention. So my idea was to have it like a Bob Probert hockey fight. That's why I kept the gear on. And, and it was just all over the place. And it looked like a mess as I was fighting. And I did that on purpose because on TV, when you see hockey players, they pull their sweaters off and the gloves go flying. Yep. It's pretty animated. And I thought, 
everybody else is flipping and flying and jumping off balconies and getting slammed through the ceiling and all that stuff. And I'm like, let's, let's let the people see a fight, a street yeah. fight, a re like, 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 like you, yeah. you know, not no choreographed here. He says, what do you want to do as a brother? Tighten your jaw and give it back to me. Cause it's coming. And, uh, and, 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 and it was just, it was just one of those things that, because I've been doing this for 40 years. Um, I said, don't, whatever, if you get signals from the back to stop it or the referee, you pay attention to me. And I'm going, and I'm going to make you famous. And, well, and it worked. We, you think? <laughs> he's, he's a little famous now. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he, he's doing okay. Yeah. But it, th this whole thing was the, the brainchild of Christy Joseph. This was his, because when we were, when we were, it was the beginning of the season and, and, and they were going to fire Pentagon. He didn't get it. He couldn't fit in in the United States. They said to me, what do we need to do to convince this guy? So I started working with him and talking to him and telling him the things that you do as a heel in Mexico, you cannot do here. You can't get mad. You can't turn to the people and ask them to applause and you can't punch that. You know, you stop being a amateur. Just the more you tell the people to go themselves, that's when they love you. Yeah. Because you're not you're not waiting for the applause. Fuck that zero miedo. Just be rude. Be arrogant. Be a bad mother. I'm telling you. So that took us a year, <laughs> and then it was like nobody wanted to work with him because they said, "So what do we do now?" And I said, "Well, he needs to beat somebody famous. I beat Sting. I beat Hulk Hogan. I beat Ric Flair. In order to make somebody, he's got to beat somebody." Nobody wanted to do the job for him. All the so-called superstars who apparently understood that this is a business didn't want to do it. So I said, I'll do it. And, and they were like, can you wrestle still? And I was like, I don't know. Who cares, you know? Just give me a bottle of Jägermeister, some pain pills, and let's go. And uh, we, we, we worked a year and a half on that storyline. And nobody knew nothing. Nobody God, knew. It, Not even that. Nobody knew nothing. Nothing. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. As as Eric said, it was brilliant, and you helped push Pentagon to the moon to where he is now. Yeah, I mean that he he was pretty popular down in Mexico, but I mean up here in the states, like we didn't have any recognition of him until Lucha Underground, and because of your storyline, it just pushed him to the moon. Yeah, yeah, I'm very blessed to have been part of something like that because it's very, I mean, who, who's going to do that now? There's nobody up and coming because now it's like the UFC. It's so repetitive. There's nothing stands out. It's the same guys. They have the same body type. Uh, they, they have the same equipment. They have the same haircuts. Uh, they're all dating each other. So it's like a little group of kindergarten, kindergarten kids. And, and that really gets a lot of the guys mad. Like so I'm not, I'm not disrespecting what I'm saying is, because of the creative teams behind the big show. You know what I mean? Even though there are phenomenally talented pro wrestlers, like Ricochet was in New Japan, brother. He had the belt in Japan for years. And then he's got to come and do what he's told? Yeah. Come on, man. So I don't really see the freedom for anybody to go that deep off the charts yet. I don't see it coming. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was very fortunate to be a part of something so, so impactful. I you know, I want, I want, again, I want to say thank you and uh, please don't stop 
doing what you do with the uh, you know the Facebook messages and Thank and you. posts. I I really love them, and I'm not the only one. I see I see what everyone says and on on those posts, and everybody is always so excited. It's and, crazy. Um, I I'm, I'm I'm just grateful, man, because I'm helping people. You know what I mean? It's a good feeling. Well, thank you for it because you know we're all very happy about it. When's this coming out? This figure, the new figure. We're we're about to go to um, first stage now, or, or the next step right now is sculpt, and um, that usually takes a little while. We you know we we have if if a sculptor's working on you know this is just kind of good for the fans to hear too. If a sculptor's working on one six inch figure at a time, it probably takes about two weeks uh, in in oh. total to do. Six, six inch that's bigger than my penis i hope they can make it a little you know make make me look like a man oh yeah yeah and um <laughs> basically he's I, saying kind of you know you know in the pants area you know you know what to do man <laughs> yeah what is that is that a, a, a the tip of a toothpick yeah <laughs> that, that, that's what they say that's what they say now and i'm like oh. <laughs> Well, actually, since your figure is so tall, you'll actually be uh, our our uh, Penta and Phoenix figures are six point five inches, so they're six and a half inches. Your figure will actually be, I believe, six point seven five inches because you're actually quite a bit taller than they are. And um, so our figures my, are actually my, scaled. But they got a bigger eagle. So where does it? What the hell? Well, is that going that on? that's that's contained in the mask, which you don't need. <laughs> Well, we got to talk, brother. You got to see the new gimmick. Oh, nice! <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, it's out, it's out there. It's out there. Fantastic, Vampiro. Thank you very much, man. It means a lot. Uh, thank you for the years of wrestling, man. You've yeah. entertained us you. in WCW and in Mexico. So, from us over here, we thank you. Thank you, but I'm only starting, dude. Back on the circuit. I got a tour. I got a tour book that starts um, September, October. October. So far, the rest of it from October till December, I think I got like forty-eight dates or something like that. You in, hit in Northern Ca States. Wow! You hit yeah, Northern yeah, California. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm relocating there uh, to Los Angeles in three weeks, and we're reopening Santino Brothers School. I'll be one of the partners with Joey, and I'll be one of the trainers there. So I'll be around that area a lot. Beautiful. Yeah, so, Amazing. So if there's a show that promoters want me on, all I got to do is reach out, and I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful, man. We thank you, man. Thank you for your time, too, tonight. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a good time. We'll be waiting on that email. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank you again, Vamp. Thanks, thank guys. You, sir. Looking forward to it. Count on me 100%. Thank you absolutely. for keeping the, keeping the, just, just keeping it alive, man. Thank you for all you. Thanks for even considering me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And we're, it's an honor. So. Nah, man. Let's just do, let's just do good things. Let's help people. Absolutely. Thanks, thank you, man. sir. Be safe. Yeah. You too. Welcome back, everybody. That was amazing. I hope you were entertained by uh, the Vampiro himself. Yeah, thank you, Vampiro, for sitting down with us. That was a lot of fun. Very knowledgeable. Thank you very, very much, man. We appreciate that so, so much over here. So thank you for your time this evening. But Eric, I think it's time to get into previous Vampiro figures. So in 2000, he had the Unleashed Vampiro figure. Accessory was a trash can and a ladder. That's this look guy at, here. Look at that beauty of a figure. With his, hold on, let me get his hair out of his face. I, I love that this figure has the rooted hair. Like, it's crazy. Yes. And that was, <laughs> and that, 
Toy Biz didn't do that for anyone else. No, he was the only one, even like Kevin Nash, Lex Luger, anybody else who had long hair, it was only Vampiro that got the rooted. Now, Vampiro had the dreads at the time, so it kind of lent itself a little bit more to this this visual scale-wise, but it, it, he is the only one that had that. And can you go into the design of it? The, uh, the Vampiro talked about it while we were interviewing him, as you guys heard, but he mentioned the uh, Japanese writing on the side of the tights. Yeah, he said he said it's a it's a Japanese prayer. Um, he said it's not translated anymore, and I actually do not know what it might say. But I always, visually, I always loved uh, the the writing on his tights. And he, I think he had two versions of this um, at WCW where he had it in the black and white, and he had it in the red as well, where where it said it had the same thing in the red. He also this figure. Um, let me get his uh let me get his jacket off here. He, uh, I did not buy this figure carded, just so you know. <laughs> I, I had this figure. Uh, so he had the, the kind of Jerry-only Misfits jacket, which mm-hmm. is, you know, soft, so it can come off and on. A lot of the WCW figures, some of them had a tattoo here and a tattoo there and stuff. Like Rey Mysterio didn't even have, like, a lot of tattoos yet. And now he's covered, but, but back then he didn't. But this Vampiro figure... He is completely tatted up. His arms, his chest, his back. He's got the the clown on the back. And for those that were watching the video, Vampiro talked about the tattoo work that Toy Biz did, uh, capturing the one on the arm, on his left arm, I should say, a kind of upper shoulder area. And that that, that clown was like a recurring motif with Vampiro product at the time. It was on t-shirts and it was, and then the, um, this so there's this is the unleashed version of the figure which mm-hmm. which is what we're technically talking about but we, we you know we should touch on that there was also the tnt the t-shirts and tattoos figure that was a, the same figure yep except he had a soft goods t-shirt that had that that same that clown that jester skull clown on the t-shirt as yep. well yep they were marketing that one yeah eBay loose forty five to fifty five dollars is that is is that still kind of hovering around there or due to recent events because YouTube doesn't like us saying the c word so it is the price is going up the prices may be going up I, I had I had done some looking you know before I we we typed up some of this info and um yeah they they seem to be loose going for about 55 to to sometimes a little higher than that right now like the 45 to 55 was like a couple months ago but now it does seem like the stuff that's on there right now is going like 60 65 which is quite a bit for a loose figure to say the least that that's what's going on right now uh my brother and i call it i can't say it because of youtube youtube is very strict okay. about that that yeah. word right now, but anyways, uh, a lot of figures, Hasbro's green cards especially. Oh you yeah, know, they're just through the roof right now. Um, LJNs are it, yeah. old figures that capture people's nostalgia is skyrocketing right now. Yeah, so, I've not- I've noticed that too. I'm, I'm a big Eddie fan, and uh, of course, you know who isn't. But I. Uh, I've been looking for a couple of his figures actually as well recently from Mattel even, and they're not even that old. Mm-hmm. And they're, they just, you know, some of them that were like 
45 or 60 a couple months ago are like a hundred. Like yeah. it's just, it's just been this huge jump. Yeah. We have our theories, but that's a whole different oh, story. Yeah. That's a different conversation. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you put on here and actually thank you for doing the notes again this oh. week. <laughs> eBay mints on card, $200. You saw one on there for, I saw them finished, uh, sold, um, auctions. $200 for carded of this, of the unleashed version with the leather jacket. And at first, the reason I put the question marks and stuff in the notes is because I could only find one. So I feel like there's not a good cross reference going here, mm-hmm. but yeah, at least one of them sold for 200 plus. It was, it was just, it was like 207 or something like that. And I thought that was pretty crazy, but I will say this, um, when these were coming out in 2000, I went on a lot of toy runs looking for a lot of toys because I my collecting was a little out of control. And um, <laughs> I never saw this wave of figures at all, let alone this Vampiro with the vest. Uh, the Vampiro I had back then was the, the later TNT version with the t-shirt. Okay. So um, maybe this wave of figures is just really that. Maybe it had a short release. I'm not positive on that. Gotcha. Uh, where were you living at at the time? I lived in Savannah, Georgia. So I was in the, you know, middle of the wrestling, <laughs> probably one of the heavier wrestling areas, collector wise. So that's probably why you couldn't find it because that's possible. Yeah. Georgia, WCW, you know, the, <laughs> out here, man, we had them all the time. So oh, really? That's interesting. Oh, no. Yeah. We were, we were swimming in them to be, to be honest. <laughs> If only we had the internet back then, but yeah. <laughs> Vampiro is made using the torso, arms, and legs of Buff Bagwell. This is interesting. I didn't know yes. that. With a new head and hands. The torso is also later used on the first Marvel Legends. Oh, I'm not a comic book fan. Namor? Namor. Namor, Namor the Submariner. I um uh, yeah, so it, okay, so it, it, I'm going to segue into a weird story here too. Sure. But I, I've talked about before how I, I tend to feel that the, the WCW line, uh, Toy Biz line, was kind of a stepping stone to what we would eventually get with from Marvel Legends, mm-hmm. um, which would eventually go on from Toy Biz to Hasbro. and but, but Marvel Legends at Toy Biz really revolutionized kind of collector six-inch action figures. And I feel what they were doing in their WCW line was like, like, a, like I said, a stepping stone to the insane amount of articulation and engineering that went into Marvel Legends. But one of the interesting things about that is you saw some of the parts from the Toy Biz WCW line reused and kind of hidden away in Marvel Legend figures. And one of them was this torso uh, was reused on the Namor the Submariner figure, uh, that the first Namor figure that Marvel Legends did, where he's got the black vest and the black pants and like the, the he had like the water spout that he could clip into. Mm-hmm. The other oddball one that was used was a Sandman hack. They used his torso for a Thor figure. in like wave one or two like it was very interesting usage because like the torso was actually ended up being completely covered in a uh uh soft plastic sheath 
that had the mm -hmm. four details, like the four big discs and the points, the points on the shoulders and stuff. But it was it was just very interesting that they that they use that piece underneath that that Thor figure. That's actually pretty interesting, and that's the kind of knowledge that you bring to this. And there's a lot of collectors out there that will be like, "Oh, the first Andre the Giant and Jack's Classic Series One had." Uh, R three parts or uh, no, actually that's not true. I think it was Undertaker that had that. But anyways, reusing parts. Yeah. And a lot of collectors notice that stuff, but that's the stuff that you notice and you can bring to the show. And I actually appreciate you doing that. The prototype for this figure had imaginary referencing the Misfits T-shirt and armbands, and sculpted dreadlocks. This all changed at some point during the production of this figure. The Misfits change likely was due to licensing and IP protection. The hair may have changed for any new number of reasons, mostly. As you said, I would bet dollars to donuts that they realized they could do the rooted cord and just ran with it because it was way more fun than that. Uh, the only main downside to this figure is that his hands are sculpted open and he can't hold accessories because of his hand, uh, because of this. I firmly believe all figures should have at the very least, one C-grip hand. The original prototype of this figure had a Misfits t-shirt with like the big classic Misfits skull. And he had armbands with the Misfits logo, which at the time Vampiro often wore in, into the ring. But uh, it changed at some point. And oh, he also had sculpted dreadlocks. Like the dreads were sculpted like as part of his head. And... Um, at some point in between when they showed that at Toy Fair and the figure came out, they had dropped the t-shirt and all of the Misfits um, imagery and they had changed his, his hair to this rooted, uh, this rooted cord, you know, and, and the cord, the cords are thick. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it really works really nicely for the, for the dreads. I will say this, the final likeness looks way, way more like Vampiro than the initial sculpted dreadlock likeness in the photos. And um, my guess is, you know, my guess is with the, with, you know, with the hair, they just, you know, the, the Toy Biz guys were, they were having fun and, and they were all about having fun with the, the toy design and stuff like that. So my guess is at some point they realized they could do this and they just thought it worked really well for this figure. So they kept it. I'm not positive on that. Mm -hmm. um, and my guess with the Misfits logo was they probably found out that, you know, the Misfits would require some sort of IP, you know, money and stuff. The, the, the Misfits, they, they know what they're doing business-wise and they Correct. know they, they, protect their, they protect their intellectual property. So that, that's probably why the Misfits logos and stuff were eliminated. Um, in the end, I like what came out better than what was shown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think so too. I absolutely love it. Um, as a music fan, I wish the Misfits shirt was on. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but like you said, I'm not opposed to what they gave us instead. Yeah. So. Right, right around this time, actually, I was uh, working at, I was a manager at KB Toys. And mm -hmm. uh, one Halloween, I dressed up as one of the misfits, <laughs> as uh, Jerry only, and um, and I'm talking with, you know, Devil's Lock, you know, misfits tank top, leather vest, boots, leather pants. Like, I mean, I I was decked out, and uh, I went to work like that, uh, with the makeup on, and I mean, it was, it was, um, I scared a lot of kids, but it was fun, 
and because <laughs> scaring children is hilarious. And I, I may have been really drunk at the time because when I worked at KB, I was drunk a lot. Um, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, oh, wait, alleged- no, you're I saying was, it, so it's okay. I was, no, KB doesn't exist anymore, I'll say it. I was drunk <laughs> a lot at the time when I worked at KB. But um, then also the, the other thing, um, I firmly believe that action figures should have uh, at least one C grip hand. Um, and the reason for that is play. I, mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, the, the C grip, you know, you know, when I say C grip, I mean, basically this, you know, slight overhang on the, on the fingers, you know, so they can hold, whether it's a, an accessory, whether a kid wants to hang them from the edge of a shelf, whatever. I, I think a figure, I think a toy needs that. I think an mm-hmm. action figure needs that. If, you know, if you want one hand to be a fist, that's fine. You want one hand to be open, that's fine. But one hand ha- should have to be that C grip. Um, uh, that said, the figure is still great. But yeah, he can't hold any accessories, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Visually, great figure. Just yeah. an absolutely fantastic, fantastic figure. And uh, Vampiro also had some other Toy Biz figures. He did come in a three pack with Jeff Jarrett and Buff Bagwell. Yep. Which was I uh, interesting. Yeah, but... well, I mean, Vampiro was there through the end of WCW, so that, you know, during that time with Jeff Jarrett, he was, you know, Jeff Jarrett was kind of an A-lister there when he came over. I think it's interesting. I don't remember Buff Bagwell and Jeff Jarrett ever having a feud or anything. Like, I don't recall any of that. Like I don't either. So it is kind of a strange three-pack. Um, what I really love about that three pack, though, it's and you know we'll, we'll have images of it up here. But Jeff Jarrett is wearing the T-shirt that says "Slap Nuts" on it, which is hilarious on a toy package. Yes. <laughs> I, Did you just pop Christopher over there? <laughs> yeah, he's he just started laughing. So our famed um, editor Christopher. <laughs> What's interesting is that that the um the other thing I find it well one I didn't know that this these the, the, there's a couple of these Thunder Slam wrestlers three packs from Toy Biz WCW that I didn't know existed. There's mm-hmm. there's a couple of other uh, character versions and stuff as well. But the uh, the Vampiro is the same figure as as the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does not have the vest or the T-shirt. But what I find interesting is on the back of the package. So I'll actually illustrate with this with the figure. With the single carded figures, it um, it says he has like a kicking action. So you know you twist his his legs and he kind of kicks. But then on the Thunder Slam packaging, it says he has like a weapon slinging action, swinging action where you twist his upper half. <laughs> and and that's that's just it's just a fun thing that you know that his action actually is two in one automatically because of the way that the engineering goes so they took it i think it's cool that uh toy biz took adva- advantage of that mm-hmm. and worked it into two different package uh two different ex- like uh action features like it like it's a new figure it's not it's the same figure <laughs> they just <laughs> so when we go on to talking about Kellyanne figures, do you have any laying around that you can, because usually you bring the figure to the yeah, show. So I do I'm like, not actually. Okay. That's a couple um, dollars right there. It is. You. And I've been, I've been keeping an eye on, on the, the two I want the most are uh, Vampiro and Laparca. So I've been kind of keeping an eye on them, but the Laparca is, it's I think it's the only Laparca figure out there that I can think of like he's he's pretty pricey and yeah 
so I don't know if I'll actually have one in hand when we, when we talk about the, the Kellyan figures. I, I wish I could, but I, I do have limits to what I can spend. <laughs> well, let's hit up Kevin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have an exciting segment up next, but we also have an ad break. Up next, we have Boss Fights Reveal. But first, let's hear from LuchaCentral.com. If you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. From weekly polls to annual awards. Seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of that, it's free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. As everyone heard earlier, Boss Fight Studios and Mass Republic is coming out with a Vampiro figure, and that's exciting news. Uh, Eric, first off, congratulations. You're working on one of your favorite wrestlers of all time. Am, that must be huge you. for you. It is. It's so exciting to work on him. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm happy for Vampiro because this is his first figure in 20 years. Yeah. But it's being made by a creator that loved Vampiro. So there's going to be a little extra love in there into the figure. So anyways, Eric, so you're going back to his... Mexico days. Yes, uh, it's it's kind of his um, CMLL era look that we're we're going after. Like it's that you know what he wore back in the early early nineties when he first went to Mexico. Ke Kevin and I went around a few times. At one point, I was kind of pushing for a, a kind of later nineties, but not WCW yet um, look where he was kind of pretty boy type of thing because you know as we said earlier he you know he was a good looking guy and he was in shape and he was you know he had this kind of for a little while he had this kind of a uh, romantic vampire type of shtick and uh mm -hmm. originally I was kind of pushing for that um but we kind of went back and forth a little bit and landed more on where he really became started to really become the vampiro that we know now with the the more vampiro vampire like look and feel he wasn't in the full makeup yet but he was he was becoming a lot more like that dark character so as you mentioned with vampiro that there's going to be a lot of figures of him coming out uh, from boss fight studios and master public the first one coming out is the less articulated one that you mentioned yes to him what made you go with that one instead of going straight to the elite no i shouldn't say elite still the more articulated the, the premium line is is kind of our elite version is is our premium line and it's um the the main reason is is because the elite the uh fanaticos which is what we call our kind of basic line is going to be happening a little faster so whereas the, the the premiums because of their higher price point because of their their more complex engineering sculpting and then of course production we're going to be doing um, fewer premium figures a year. Mm -hmm. And we wanted Vampiro in the hands of the fans faster. So putting him in the Fanatico series first will ensure that that happens. Whereas, you know, the, we will be doing a premium figure of him 
but we had to kind of, uh, you know, to get him out faster, we, we needed to kind of put, put him into the basic, into the, the Fanatico's line because it's going to, it's just that that whole line is going to be moving quicker than, than the uh, premium line. So Vampiro will have the dreadlocks. Uh, what color tights did you put him in for his Fanatico figure? The Fanatico figure is the, uh, it's the black tights with the red. It's got like red, like points um, but coming up from the boots to like the thighs. And then it's got like a red belt around the, uh, the, the waist. And it's uh, like, it's like a dark red and black. He'll have, he wasn't quite as covered in tattoos as he is nowadays, but he did have mm-hmm. some tattoos. So he'll have those. And he has like the uh, Alice Cooper-esque lines down the eye, from the eyes down the cheeks. Nice. I, I'm so excited and so happy for you guys. I can see that grin over there. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about it. In fact, um, just I, I met, I brought up the ICP title earlier and uh, I actually made this to go with my, uh, the, the original ICP title was an altered WWE world championship belt. So mm-hmm. I got, I got an extra world championship belt from a Mattel version and I, uh, Oh, the winged eagle. Yeah, I repainted it to so my vampiro could have his title, which so it, it had a red strap and uh th- this this belt I actually uh I actually stripped the um the gold off of it so I could paint it up instead of it being that vac metal because because I I wanted to remove all the WWE logos and stuff so. You guys are talented over there, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for myself. I just did that because I wanted it. So <laughs> it was... uh, you have quite a few options to go with for the Vampiro figure. Do you have an idea of where you're going to go with the the premium? That really depends on on uh, Vamp. The current plan is, you know, his his most iconic look is the ghoul type of makeup mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, that would be the one that I think would bring the most people and that's where the premium line should always kind of go to their their most iconic look and uh so you know what we would probably aim at that um that said once we have a premium figure uh we we are planning repaints and redecos of the premium figure so you know it, you know even uh penta and phoenix you know we're we're actually selling them very fast right now uh our pre-sales they've been going really really well and we're really excited about it so we you know we do have repaints planned although mm-hmm. we don't want to you know we're not ready to pull the trigger on those just yet because we, we need to see what the final sales are but once we have a vampiro sculpt uh ready and done you know you'll see figures repainted and re- redone and you know reused maybe with new head and stuff like that the other thing we're doing though is um our premium and our uh, Fanatico series are, are made to look well, look good together, even though they have different articulation and engineering. Um, but the parts that do have the same engineering are things like the hands, the heads, the boots, and any secondaries. Like, yeah, you know, secondary is like a piece that goes over the, the main sculpt. So like an elbow pad on a WWE figure is a secondary a belt Mm -hmm. is a secondary because it's Mm -hmm. not part of the the actual body of the figure and um those secondaries hands boots heads will be swappable with the premium line oh okay between the two lines so if we do a you know wcw era version of vampiro for premium 
we can take those head that head and those parts and put them on the base body that we created for the Fanatico series and put out a you know a Fanatico's version of that costume or that look or Vampiro had so many good looks over the years different tights different you know sometimes he had the big baggy pants sometimes he had the tights sometimes he had the writing sometimes he you know he has all these different looks um that you know we're probably going to touch on most of that as over the years including you know including hopefully his you know we had talked about with Vampiro the uh the Lucha Underground match with Penta and you know, it's one of the greatest matches of all time. So we we would like to touch on that for both of them if we can. That's great, man. Well, happy for you guys. Happy for Vampiro. This is awesome, guys. And thank you for bringing that to the show. I mean, it just felt a- appropriate that it would be announced with Vampiro on the show. But uh, it's great, man. I'm very happy for you guys. Thank you. I was very happy to announce, make that, uh, break that news today. We have... We have three other amazing wrestlers, luchadors in that wave of figures. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Vamp is the first one we're uh, announcing. So we'll see. I don't know when we'll announce the other three yet, but <laughs> we don't have a plan. But because Vamp was on the show today and we were talking about the figure, it seemed like the right place to announce it here. So, yeah. Well, that rounds out Lucha Libre Figures and Facts Episode 3. Eric, would you like to get any plugs out of the way? Yeah, absolutely. First, a huge shout out to Vampiro for just being Vampiro. Thank you for joining us today. You're amazing. You're inspirational. And I'm so glad to have you here. I will email you, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As always, check out Boss Fight Studio on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're Boss Fight Studio on all of those. And of course, pre-order the Legends of Lucha Libre line at bossfightshop.com. Just so everybody knows, uh, getting this out here public a little bit more lately is um, our original release date for the first wave of Legends of Lucha Libre was August. That was our original window of release. Due to coronavirus slowdowns at the factory, our factory is still only at 50% staff. Like, so, uh, you know, and that we're not the only ones. It's like all factories right now. And you're starting to see it now, like we were in, my wife and I were in Target today and noticing how empty, not the food, but the product shelves across the store are thin. And the reason for that is, is we are hitting the original slowdown because of the virus because of the C word, the original slowdown, we're seeing that slow, that factory slowdown now. And, and that's, and you know, that, that includes all, all industries. Um, so we are, we are looking at late fall now for the, the release. We are still working with them. I have seen um, the early, early first shots out of the molds. So the tooling is, the tooling is done, but not finely tuned yet. Like we're, we still got some, we still have some stuff to tune to make sure the parts are tight and the parts fit together. I've said this before, we, uh, Boss Fight Studio has a very high level of expectation of quality, um, probably higher than is necessary, but that's just who we are. And, uh, 
so yeah, we our, our figures are coming. Bossfightshop.com is where you can pre-order them. It will be late fall now, but we do promise the best Lucha figures ever out there. It's not just you. I mean, Super 7, yeah. uh, Figures Toy Company, uh, Mattel hit a sh- slow point. I, yep. And you know how tough it is to find spam out here? I, I mean, come I, on. I do not know. <laughs> oh. As a vegetarian, well, I do not know how hard it oh. is to find spam. <laughs> well, then you then you won't like spam. Trust me. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyways, it, you're 100% correct. It is throughout the board over here. It, it just not even toys. It's paper towels, Everything. toilet yeah. paper, stocking the yeah. shelves. You're 100% correct about yeah, that. And, so. and, and right now it's mostly hitting the, what we've noticed is it's mostly hitting like the, the product product, like, uh, you know, kitchen appliances and summer stuff. Like the mm-hmm. summer stuff is all completely empty because there just wasn't enough stock of it. Like Target's yep. summer section is empty already. Like yep. it's summer hasn't, it's only just started <laughs> and it's all gone. So yeah, it, it's, you know, and it is, it is going to unfortunately be like this for all industry, all production industries for a little while. The food is just now getting started to getting back on track. Yep. So um, I, I still want to give a huge shout out to, of course, Mass Republic, Kevin, Kevin Kleinrock for the opportunity to do this podcast, our amazing partnership with Legends of Lucha Libre, Lucha Central Network, fantastic. If you're not listening to all the podcasts on Lucha Libre, on the Lucha Central Network, you should do yourself a favor because they're really great podcasts, uh, especially that Lucha Masks, the Masks one is, is just fantastic. It's riveting. Yeah, it really is. And um. Uh, of course, a huge shout out to our editor and producer, Chris McLeod. Be sure to listen to his full force, a fan cast about the world of Action Force and G.I. Joe. <gasps> Longest podcast name ever. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's a great podcast. I'm often on it, but not all the time because Chris doesn't want to hear me ramble on that much. But I am often <laughs> on it. Um, but it's it's a great podcast. And um, they don't just talk about G.I. Joe. They kind of cover anything that's from that era of, of toy collecting and a huge shout out to the uh the current voice of uh, lucha central network uh denise salcedo for she does amazing promos she's been doing all of lucha central network stuff and thank you denise uh make sure you follow her on twitter at at underscore denise salcedo and she's amazing and she's she doesn't just cover lucha she covers wwe and all this stuff she's an amazing newscaster that sounds good man how about you just check out the fully posable wrestling figure podcast it's me and my real life brother not storyline brother scott (laughs) who uh who we just sit there and we talk about figures today figures of the past if you guys like ljn's hasbro's remco's galoobs we even did an episode on popey so check all those out at fully posable podcast.com Come. That's it for me. And also, actually, you know what? One more. I just want to throw it out to everybody on the Lucha Central Network. You, everybody's killing it. All episodes yeah, really are. Great. It's been fantastic. It's a fantastic network. I've been loving the podcasts and the show. I can't keep up with. I can't keep up with Kevin. He's just like, no. oh, this is number two or number three, and I'm like, wait, what? What's going on here? This he's is good crazy. News. And and he's been since the day I met him. He's been like this. So and from what everyone else I that has known him longer than me has all said the same thing. Like this is just how he is. He runs at a hundred miles an hour all the time. constantly. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know how the guy keeps up. Well, shout out to Kevin. Well, that's our third show, Eric, that where it's is. in the books. It was a good one. We had, we had Vampiro on, you did a reveal. This is great, man. So 
I thank everyone for listening to Lucha Figures and Facts Episode 3. That's it. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Jeff. Ah, thank you, Eric. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Until next time.